0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner and the matchup we'll be getting into this week is 2008's Gamora versus 2009's Public Enemies. Keenan, how are we doing today?
0: Yeah, not bad
1: mate. Yourself? Not bad at all. It's been a quiet week in terms of movie news or if there has been news it's probably not that controversial or worth talking about. <laughs> but we do have the return of I say everyone's favorite game. It's it's certainly the game of the year so far. That is the IMDb game, and we will get straight into that.
0: (laughs) It's a very upbeat jingle. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 a very upbeat game. I assume that was your surprise. It was, yeah. Um, I'm better than indifferent. I quite like that.
1: There we go. The new way we're going to go about this is I'm going to take two particular years. I'll put a film from one year against a film from the other year. And as always, you predict which has the higher IMDb rating. This week, we're doing 1998 versus 2008. And up first, two films from this bracket, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or In Bruges. Lockstock. Correct. 8.2 to 7.9. 8.2, that surprises me. I know. Agreed. Uh Armageddon or Pineapple Express? Armageddon. Armageddon is a six point seven. Pineapple Express is a six point nine.
0: <laughs> I really I mean, I really like Pineapple Express, but that is shocking.
1: The film I keep meaning to re uh, rewatch. The thing with Armageddon is we would have watched it when we were younger. Everyone that yeah, watched yeah. it when they were our age says, "Like, what horrendous film it is!" That's saved by a great soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember much of it other than the spaceship flying in at the end, and there's or him thing. flying into the spaceship at the end, and it's it's uh, Aerosmith it.
1: Yeah, isn't this the one where Ben Affleck is battered on the audio commentary as well? I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost certain it's it's this that Ben Affleck is like off his head doing the DVD <laughs> commentary and he's just saying like what a shit film it is.
0: <laughs> Mate, um, the more I hear about Affleck, the more I like him. I'm almost certain it's
1: him. Like it's all on YouTube. Um, Mulan
0: or the Hurt Locker? Um, the Hurt Locker.
1: The Hurt Locker is a seven point five. Mulan is a seven point six.
0: I fucking that yeah. You told me to stop thinking about these, and the obvious answer is you're only picking Mulan as a trick question.
1: I was, I tried to match them up thematically in that there's a war in both. but
0: Okay. I actually, for the record, I really like Disney's Mulan. There we go. Uh,
1: rounders mm. or Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Rounders? Rounders is a 7.3. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a 7.1. I
0: was going to say, if I was the other way around, that's Criminal.
1: Do you think that'll be in the next bracket if we do stick with uh, rom-coms?
0: I've got a few. Don't worry.
1: And finally, another one that I would hope is in the mix, The Wedding Singer or Tropic Thunder?
0: The Wedding Singer.
1: The Wedding Singer is a 6.9. Tropic Thunder is a
0: 7.0. I watched like 10 minutes of Tropic Thunder the other day, actually. My little brother's had it on. Still funny.
1: Yeah. Um... Pineapple Express is the one. Every time I see it, I go, oh, I really need to rewatch that. And then... How many times do you think you've seen it?
0: Not as many as I should... Probably less than five. I, I'm not exaggerating. I think I might have seen it close to 20 times.
1: Well, I think I said when we did it on the podcast that the first time I saw it, I wasn't a fan because I didn't see it properly, essentially.
0: Mm. um, So back in the day when I may or may not have downloaded films illegally, uh, pineapple express was one of the, the one of the first films that i may or may not have downloaded um and i was probably well, it was 2008 so i wasn't i wasn't even 15 yet and i'm not kidding when i say as i watched it it was like the funniest thing i've ever seen i feel um, like that's the way seth rogan would have liked you to watch it yeah maybe but i it was like Oh my god! This is the greatest comedy I've ever seen, <laughs> and it remained that way for about nine months. Within within which I probably watched it once a fortnight,
1: and then well, Superbad a year
0: Superbad a year later, a year before
1: Superbad a year before.
0: Yeah, but I'd already seen Superbad. I hadn't seen. I, I saw Pineapple Express before. I saw Superbad. I think. Um, maybe no. Maybe that's not wrong. Maybe that's not right. I can't remember. But essentially, it was a case of in that moment. This is the best thing yeah. ever. 2008, honestly, superb year for comedy.
1: It is, and I was about to name one that I think is 2007. So what, what are you going to do? I was going to mention "Knocked Up" again.
0: um 2009, 2007, "Knocked Up." Yeah, that's what I thought. 2008, "Step Brothers" comes out. Yeah. Um, "Tropic Thunder" comes out. Yeah, there's a couple of others. Good year. Well, following you and you get funny people, which no one likes. But I actually,
1: I, I like that at the time. And then I remember seeing everyone hated
0: it, and I thought, well, yeah, maybe everyone I didn't hates, watch it properly. <laughs> everyone hates it, and I quite like it. Um,
1: but no, I've not rewatched really it. Probably in while in the age range that where I should appreciate it.
0: So mm. everyone hated this is forty as well. and I quite like that. Uh, yeah, I do as well. Um, probably not going to like. Probably not going to like this, but I prefer it to knocked up. The disrespect Noctub gets is... Hey, look, you like what you like. Hurtful, hurtful. Um, But
1: the tone of the film we're going to start with today could not be any more different than (laughs) those films that, that we've just discussed. Nice. We are going to start with Gamora. We'll get straight into it. For anyone that's clicked on this because they think we're going to talk about the TV show, then, I mean, don't go away, but be aware that That's not what we're about to talk about.
0: In Naples, one of the oldest cities in Italy, there's a war raging in the streets. Because one organization, the Camorra, has corrupted all levels of society. No one is safe. No one is spared. And everyone, from the youngest boy to the oldest man, knows they control everything and respect nothing.
1: In the slums of Campania, the Camorra crime syndicate has created a fortune out of cocaine, corruption, and chemical waste. Some try to fight back, others try to hide, but the realisation sets in. The Camorra is too large, too deeply embedded in Italy to be fought. What do you think the critics thought of this one?
0: So in my mind all daily, I've got, I didn't, I mean, you're about to tell me, but I thought that this was one like not quite City of God esque, but like it was a foreign film that came came over to came to went to America, and it was like oh my Jesus. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven point eight out of ten.
1: I don't have the rating, but you are correct in the manner in which it came across. It came across, hmm. and it actually gets a Martin Scorsese co-sign. So,
0: I, did it? Did it win the Oscar that year?
1: I don't believe so, but that's fine. Uh, For um, Best
0: foreign film. Essentially,
1: I. I You'll have to check. Scorsese comes in and they get the big, bold Martin Scorsese presents at the start of the film, hmm. which obviously goes away uh, goes a long way. All of the um, reviews and things say the best crime movie of the century. All of these things. Yeah, it's, it's pretty well loved in the same way as you say, The City of God was. Portraying organized crime with an unflinching realism. This gritty and searing Italian crime masterpiece pulls no punches. An intensive and exhausting study of organized crime. Gomorra holds back on the glamour and goes full bore with the graft. The violence in Gomorrah is shocking, but there's none of the exhilaration you find in films like Scarface or Goodfellas or City of God. Instead, what you get is a terrible, gut-clenching sense of clammy dread.
0: Would you put City of God in there with Scarface and Goodfellas? No. But I, I, I don't. I often wonder whether that says more about me than it does the film. Well, I, I wouldn't have put City of God in there with exhilaration. <laughs> no, no, fair point. It's fair. There's it a lot of slow points in, in that.
1: Uh Craft-wise, it's solid, but beyond in-house intrigue, there's not an awful lot going on beneath the surface. Finally, highly conscious of how it portrays the Mafia, Garone's film serves as a useful antidote for those of us who watch and love movies that transform murderers into mythic figures. Quite a nice contrast with the second film we'll do today, actually. Mm. Not much trivia here, so Robert Saviano, the author, he got death threats from the Camorra for exposing their activities in the novel and the movie, and he's now permanently under police protection. Shit. Um, The scene where Pasquale sees uh, Scarlett Johansson on TV wearing one of the Taylor's dresses is actually based on a factual item from the book. However, the celebrity in question was Angelina Jolie at the Oscars. Uh, The director was unable to obtain that footage, so used images of what he thought was the next best thing, Scarlett Johansson at the Venice Film Festival in 2006. Realism would have been great, but not the worst compromise you're going to have to make.
0: Probably not, (laughs) that.
1: And if you want realism, after the release of the movie, several members of the cast were arrested for crimes related to the Neapolitan mafia. Uh, Giovanni Venosa, the nephew of Luigi, a boss of the Casalesi group, was sentenced to 13 years for extortion. Bernardino Terracciano was sentenced to lifetime imprisonment for a double murder committed in 92. Salvatore Russo was arrested for smuggling heroin and cocaine, and Salvatore Abruzzi was arrested in 2021 for drug smuggling. You can match up and go on IMDb to see who was there. But in terms of the praise they got for a lot of these being first-time actors, it seems they just weren't acting.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: Along with that as well, I know that the the core that weren't filled up by these people were involved within the theatre, and they say the fact that they kind of toured across the area, they'd seen firsthand what the Mafia were able to do, and so they were able to just draw from that and their experiences and put that into the film as well. So that's why it felt real from the ground up.
0: Yeah, and it does. It does feel... that's. It, it's probably the biggest compliment to this, and the one the uh, the last review you read there is exactly. There's no there's no hero in this film, is there? No, there, there really isn't. There's mm. not. <sighs> everyone is or everyone's a villain, and they're portrayed as such. And it's, it's it is, it is, it, is a, it is actually just a different taking it. There's no there's no Henry Hill, no. Evans, uh, and so on. I saw
1: before someone say that it was shot with a documentary-like aesthetic.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it de- yeah. It definitely is. Especially some of the conversations that take place is almost it is just shot from the back of the room, on to, on to people, and it is just almost as though you're cap- you just you are just capturing an actual conversation.
1: Well, in terms of what you said with Henry Hill, for example, the big thing that I took away from this was the lack of glamour. Um, this really is about like the societal consequences of the mafia, which is Mm. something that American gangster films never really do. They may show us at a time when the person's at their lowest point, maybe they look around at what they're doing, but it's only really to further their character before they have their final arc, whether it's going up in a ball of flames or them repenting for their actions that it's not used To make you feel bad for those people, they're just merely a a, a pawn in that. Um, We get that scene right near the start with the boys pretending to be Tony Montana. Yeah, but while the scene they reference is in his like grand manner, yes, they're in an abandoned car park with real life guns.
0: Yeah, Uh, they're not in a car park. They're in um, they're in a house.
1: Oh, an abandoned house then?
0: Yes, because it's got a bathroom. Okay, yeah, you go, yeah. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Um, Yeah, we just see this society, even in City of God, they occasionally show you like, this is how good it could be. Uh, This is where these people want to get to. We never see that in this. We just see a society that is filled with brutal violence. Everything's infected with crime right from the top of the culture down to the bottom. Even the young are involved in it, whether you're willing or not, you're involved in it in one way or the other. And while American films do have this begrudging respect, and they, they you admire all of these people in the films, whether you feel like you should or not, all of these gangsters in your, your standard American versions. Yeah this is just pure reality and it just does take you down to earth to how you'd feel if they were living on your block, that they are just a bunch of awful people who make everything around them worse.
0: Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, that is true. And it's a case of, the, it, this is obviously I've never lived, the, never lived a criminal lifestyle. Um, but for like low level guys in an organization of that size, you have to assume that's what it's like a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, they are just—they are just getting around this dirty and, and putting work in.
1: Because even when we see those people, normally I feel like I've said the phrase a, a number of times, but it is a means to an end. This is just the start of their story.
0: Yeah.
1: As they work their way up, and obviously not everyone does work their way up.
0: No, 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 it's impossible.
1: And you even see the background in this, don't they? Where the boss says, "Kind of bring the kids in," and then yeah. he says, "Look, keep doing what you're doing, but if you step out of line, I'm going to kill you. And if you yeah. don't, then I might let you be. I might let you work for me."
0: Well, yeah, and you have to imagine that's how a lot of that goes. And then as soon as they're expendable, probably a lot like
1: in uh, normal workplaces, to be fair, you're useful until you're not. Well, exactly.
0: Yeah, just the consequences are a little bit more dire in this.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think you get the kids' storyline, because you have these five interweaving storylines. Yeah. What did you think of that? I, I liked it by the end. There was a point where I was questioning
0: why we needed some of them. Correct. Yeah, for the first... Probably not quite 90, but certainly for the first hour plus, I was quite I was asking a lot of questions. So I was thinking,
1: why do we need Toto if we've got the two kids at the start? Yeah. Because we're, we're doing the same thing here. I was looking at the guy that's in the fashion industry and I was questioning why we were seeing like the bid and things, and obviously it makes yeah. perfect sense when they say look they drive it down so cheap and it's so cheap that he has to look elsewhere for the work and that work is helping the people that are going to do it better than him. Yeah, Every little piece you've got the person that doesn't want to be a part of this life but realizes there's nothing else he can do and it's only when it kind of gets brought back onto his doorstep that he has a moment of fear and he's looking around and he's horrified at what's going on. I thought everything together worked nicely in the end. And I think when you look, and I know the TV show is only inspired by the book, I've not seen it, but I've heard it's very good. The fact that you can get, what, like five seasons out of that, and they managed to do the film in this way, and it does feel like a long film. I don't think it's supposed to feel like, uh, I suppose, see when we did The Raid. Yeah. And The Raid, and we come out of it, and we're like, this is actually a lot longer than I thought it was, and it doesn't feel like that at all. I don't think you're supposed to sit through this and I think if we came on here and said it's an easy watch, I think the director would be looking at us like there's there's some kind of issue with us because it's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to make you a bit uneasy and I thought each individual person involved did their bit in kind of encapsulating that.
0: Yes, yeah, they do. And each storyline does. And I can see, like, when you watch this, you can see how easy not easy but you can see how it turned into a tv series because you could just expand on you can expand on any one of any one of those five stories quite easily
1: and it, it shows that the mafia does exist in all levels of society from the politicians the businessmen to the poor people on the street and yeah it's not just these guys in top hats with tommy guns that have their own little circle and look no one else gets hurt. It's only within us. Like that's kind of what, when the Sopranos is showing you it from their vantage point and they're saying, Look, no one else gets hurt. This is purely what we do. The only people that get hurt are the people that are involved in this and in other stakes." That's not how it works.
0: No. of course And
1: not. it affects everything right down to the people that want no part of it at all with the farming and the, their crops get killed off to the point they then have to go and get help from the mafia because they can't live otherwise, and then they're in their debt, and the circle just keeps reverberating around. Yeah. I I read an article about how the film was unpalatable to American audiences for the most part, and this is from 2008, and it was almost trying to explain the film to people. And a part that really stuck with me was uh, they say, the thinking goes like this. No matter how bleakly mob movies end, they're invariably toxicating. What is Goodfellas' famous Copacabana tracking shot if not a virtuoso dance of seduction, tugging us tipsily through the warm belly of the underworld privilege? Gamora, by contrast, is great precisely because it's repulsive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's the same. I mean, you can take out Goodfellas and swap in Scarface. Yeah. And there are scenes that achieve the. There are scenes in Scarface that achieve the exact same thing, but you just don't have that here. What's the biggest level of success you you see anyone achieve here?
1: Yeah, it's,
0: and that's it. Like, well, the, the there people
1: is... that we see are the most successful are the people we see in the op- what we see in the opening scene of the film.
0: As, yeah, more than likely, they're the basically. happiest
1: people we see in the entire film.
0: Yeah exactly and it's whereas everything else every other film really I mean I suppose for for moments you don't have it but the only one that would come the one that comes to mind is really what do you achieve out of it or sort of at what levels of success do you get The Departed has a similar possibly a similar vein to it yeah that's a good shot. it's a lot more no disrespect it's a lot more glamorous but that's just the way it's shot and it's Scorsese and it's etc cetera, etc cetera. but in terms of what do you see? You've got you've got Nichol, you've got Nichol, uh, Nicholson as Costello, and he's supposed to be the big boss man. But you don't. You there's don't no. Him. There's no grand. There isn't a lot of grandeur even in that.
1: No the the point of of which in a mafia film the one that I always look at as being the point where and I say envious and it's everything that's got up to that point as well it's the po- it's the point in scarface when he's in his massive bath he's got a drink to the side of him he's got the like six screens on the wall in his mansion there's gold everywhere yeah and he gets out i think he gets out of the bath and he gets into his silk robe and that's the the point of when So when he's at his happiest, he has an argument with his best friend and his wife while in there. In terms of looking around at the point of kind of you've made it, it would be that or one of the nights out in Goodfellas. But we aren't really privy to the true paranoia that Tony has. I think it's shortly after that when he goes out for the meal and he has the bad guy speech. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing like that. The high point probably for the kids is when – they find the stash of guns and they're at the beach. Yeah. Or even just when before they have any of those troubles and they are doing the Scarface impersonation where we are supposed to look at them like kids. Yeah. And then shortly after we see them on the back of a motorbike, robbing another gang for their drugs. Mm. And I, I always thought the point with them at the drugs it's a reasonably small amount that they take in comparison to what we would usually see for the levels yes. of drugs in films. And I thought that kind of hammered things home as well. It's a tiny little stack of notes and this bag of drugs in compared to the excesses that we see in every other film. And that was a kind of a grounding point for me as well.
0: Yeah. But probably closer to the truth again, isn't it? You know walking out the door every day and just fucking bagging in ten kilos.
1: No. The scene we start with does kind of give you a good point to say, no one is going to be happy in this. Just brace yourself whilst the guy's getting his pedicure. I really like the opening. And it's wiped out. Yes, it's very good. There's something uneasy about the blue lights
0: as well. Yeah, it's a diff- very different setting. As long as it's not a ra- basically, it's not a restaurant.
1: Um, no, that could easily be uh, like a New Jersey tanning salon. That doesn't even have to be... Yeah. In the the slums that these are supposed to be. Have you seen the Final Destination films, by the way? Because I can't see a tanning
0: uh, I've seen I'm that big. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not seen them all, no, but I've definitely seen the third one.
1: Yeah, the, the waste dumping storyline, I was sounds a lot com- confused, but I didn't quite work out where we were going with this at first, other than obviously knew it was bad, but they don't put it in as black and white as perhaps you would see in other films. Um, and so you get the full circle when he's yeah. not eating the peaches or so on. Um, that's maybe just used as a tool to show how far reaching these consequences are. I, I,
0: yeah, I believe so.
1: Cause if they catch 22 of getting sick because of the toxic waste, but they need the money. And so they accept more toxic waste in order to pay for the medical expenses because that same waste has ruined the crops. Yeah. Just a horrible,
0: vicious cycle. Yeah. It, it is literally sucks the life out of the ground. I did feel bad. I felt bad for the
1: guy. Um, probably he's the guy I felt bad for the most other than uh, Toto maybe. And then the earring was maybe putting me off a bit. Hmm. The guy having to go around and do his work for... Say so two grand a pop. I'm not saying that's a little, but just the fact that he is having to do that when he's got the talent that he does have.
0: Um, well, he's not over. He's not overly a bad guy, do you know I mean no. You he says, see- doesn't
1: he, that he's been taken advantage of since he was sixteen. I think he says, yeah. And then at the point when he's nearly been killed, he's got the guy coming in next to his bed saying. Now, how soon are you going to be able to come back and work for me? And only then when he says he's going to quit, he says, no, I'll pay you a bit more money.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's not one of the few that have probably got any form of redeeming quality. Yeah, Just wants to knock out a few dresses. (laughs) Like His first scene after the bid, he's like, look, we'll need some overtime pay. Can you make sure you pay the people who work for you? He's not doing anything wrong there. No. I
1: guess the final comparison I would make to the uh, gangster films that we're used to, Gamora is, I guess it's moralising from the start, there's there's no ambiguity in this, in the way that we're supposed to look at, say, The Sopranos, Scarface, Goodfellas, and we're supposed to question, are these that bad people like we know we we know they are, but we question why, why we're rooting for them and all of these things. There's no mitigating factors in this. It's just hellish from the get go.
0: Just think, none of the characters are given any charm. Well, there's no there's no rise and fall. No, it's shit from the start and he's shit at the
1: end. So we start with the the kids trying to force their way into the game, and we end up with them being picked up in a dump truck and buried. Mm. Because a, a quote I took from the same article I referenced earlier said, most films about organized crime focus on the criminal, not the organization. Even in a family drama like The Godfather, the fates of Fredo, Sonny, and Vito matter mostly to the degree that they affect Michael. The murder of his daughter in the third film is more something done to him than something done to her. Gamora doesn't narrate the journey of one man's soul. It tells the story of a system.
0: Very nicely put, actually.
1: And I hadn't well, I'd thought of it like that, but not as articulated as that. And this is there's a reason that we come out of this and I remember the name Toto. Mm. The others we're saying the Taylor, we're saying the Don. We're saying I remember Maria actually because I remember him calling her out before she gets shot in the head.
0: Yeah. For very little reason, other than her son's decided yeah. to to pack it in.
1: It's uh, the plot doesn't arc at all. It just build. It just builds up. It just stacks. Um, no highs, just lows, as you said. And yeah, there you go. So overall, what did you think of the film? What did you know coming in? What did you expect?
0: I knew coming in. It was about the Italian mafia. That was it. Knew nothing else. Knew no, nothing. Nothing about the plot. Didn't even know where it was set in Italy. To be honest. Um, overall, I talking about estrangers made me feel better about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I wasn't. A, I wasn't a lover. I think there's a lot of, and I, I, it's very in keeping with. It's in keeping with the style and tone of the film, but I think there's a lot, and maybe it's not. It's because of what we're used to, and we've talked about how American the Americanisation is some of the of the topic. Um, pace wise, it's a little slow. It is a long film, and it feels a long film. There are some moments in it that are great, but a lot of it is, a lot of it's very mundane. But I, that is obviously by design. Yeah. And maybe I was expecting, maybe I was expecting a Scarface, or 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 a Heat, or something where there's there's, there's bullets flying everywhere, and I yeah. set myself up to fail. But I do think it was, I do think it was, it is a slower, slower film and a slower tempo. And even the big, some of the big moments in it feel because they they're sort of brushed over, barring the ending. Some of the bigger moments are, br- are sort of brushed over. A lot of it feels inconsequential, but again, I think that's by design to show that the actions of the individual don't ne- don't impact the organisation.
1: Well, in most other films, making a 10-year-old or whatever he is strap on a vest so you can ping him in the chest with a bullet just to see yeah. he's a man now would stand out like a sore thumb. But in that same film, we've seen numerous people buried, killed for no reason, their jobs taken away from them, poisoned. For me, all I knew was that I'd seen the kind of brutal tags added on. Uh, I knew where it was set, but I knew very little else. And
0: so... It's a very different style. If you you take the agreement, or you agree that it is brutal, it's a very different style of brutality. I think unflinching... It's not what I expected. I think unflinching is probably the word you you would use, because I don't think I don't think it is that brutal.
1: No, it's not. That's not the kind of brutality I was expecting for sure. No, periods. it's not.
0: It's not. I mean, we've already you've already referenced it once actually, but it's not the raid. No, um, it is. It's unflinching, and it is there. It's very when you as you watch it, it's very in your face and very apparent. that it's grounded in its it's grounded in its realism. Well, I thought
1: even with uh, the people that are killed, one, it could be the budget. But also, I thought some of the reasoning for not having blood spattering everywhere is that we're not supposed to give this a second thought. No. And so it is brutal in that way. It wasn't the uh, blood and guts and people dying that I wasn't expecting and all of these things. Uh, I was going to say it wasn't uh narrative driven in the way i expected but it's like more narrative driven than most other films that we would reference on here with the fact there's five going on at once yeah um it wasn't the uh, drama i would say of you know this person speaking to this person and oh my god i can't believe this person's going to backstab them i hope they don't get found out for being a rat and all of these things that we would usually bring in with this type of film but then you can't hold it against a film because it's not what you thought it was. Ultimately, on, on, no. really that it's, it's not even on us really. It's um, if anything, it's on us to maybe not having seen it sooner. Um, I'm glad to have ticked it off. I do think if I was uh, recommending, say, a gangster film, I would put this um, with an asterisk around it in the same way that I would with City of God, in that I, it would be in a separate conversation for me.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think that's no, that's not to say they're bad. They are very different, but they're different to American films simply because they're not American films. Yeah. So it that's all it is. Uh,
1: it wasn't the uh, edge of my seat two and a bit hours that I expected it to, but it yeah. was one, but I was still thinking about the morning after when I went into work in a different way that say the equalizer that's mm. brutal in a far different way but look when that film's over i may not think of it again other than a cool quote the next day
0: yeah
1: and so it's very different but for different reasons as we've said anything else to add before we uh stroll on to a very different film no mate, no all right on to public enemies we go
0: what is it exactly you do for anything?
1: John Dillinger, I love banks.
0: Most men don't tell me that.
1: Not most men. Based on the true story. Let's go
0: to Chicago, make some money.
1: Director Michael Mann brings you face to face. We will get John Dillinger. With an American legend. We're having too good a time today.
0: Woo! We ain't thinking about tomorrow. Johnny Depp, Christian Bale, Marion Cotillard. The only thing important is where somebody's going. Where are you going? Anywhere I'm on. Public enemies. Come
1: along. Radar. In theaters, July 1st. The feds tried to take down notorious American gangsters John Dillinger, Babyface Nelson, and Pretty Boy Floyd during a booming cry wave in the 1930s. Keenan, same question. What do you think the critics thought of this?
0: Six out of ten.
1: I'll take you through. Mann depicts the giddy giddy excesses and fearsome violence of Dillinger's raids with his customary savage grace. A seasoned genre filmmaker at the height of his game, still able to turn even one of his lesser works into something classy and gripping. It's looking more and more like Michael Mann will never be able to recapture the hotness of heat. Man seems undecided about what he wants enemies to accomplish, so he tries a little bit of everything. And finally, if only man's obsession with technical perfection extended to drafting screenplays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I like about the reviews, the ones we get. Go on. I Like the ones that just say just say the film shit, but they try and they do say it <laughs> and if they just in a clever way. I like that. that's 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 different.
1: So neither of us had seen this before, from to my knowledge. No, 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 I'd never seen it. Okay, so very different. I quite literally did these back to back last night, so I couldn't be comparing them more. If I tried, this is 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 very Michael Mann. We've got Christian Bale and Johnny Depp, and much like Heat, and I don't think this will be the final comparison but it's positioned in a way that this film is very much going to live and die by these two characters. Yeah. And to me, it it feels like a very... Getting straight. It feels like a very basic performance from Bale and Depp. I see some reviews saying that Johnny Depp is stealing every scene he's in, he's owning this, and all of these things. If we were going to go in sporting terms, it very much feels like a get-behind-your-jab kind of deal for uh, <laughs> Bale and Depp. No muscle flexing, leaning on their auras more than any particular performance. And I do think that is to do with the screenplay. I don't say it's a detriment to them. I don't think there was much character building, despite it being a 2.5-hour film. It's basically Christian Bale chasing Johnny Depp and friends for two hours, which is a formula that has worked for
0: Michael Mann before. Yeah. Um, I don't. I. I. I actually really. I like Bale's performance in this. Um. I don't dislike. Uh, I don't dislike it. Just for clarity. It's just, it's just when you say basic, I, I think he does. I think he does what what like you say what the screenplay allows him to. Do. <laughs> in terms of character development, I don't need to know a lot. in, in this specifically because this is less cop and robbers than Heat. Heat yeah. you, you could argue to me is equally about the policeman about the about the police and about the criminals this is about the criminals with the police and there is a distinction yeah. or there, there is a difference in, in that distinction Christian Bale feels less important to this film than Hannah does in Heat. I agree yeah um, and I so in terms of development, I don't need to know I don't need to know a lot about Melvin Purvis. I want to I don't need to know a lot about right about Hannah in a, in heat, but I want to. Um I think that's the big difference between want and need you don't need a lot about either of them, but it's it, one is more one is more intriguing than the other. This is this this film could have just lived and died on Johnny Depp. Um, and I actually, I I'd probably maybe jump ahead a little bit, but that's actually sort of what I would have wanted. And that was my over, my overriding thought is that there is, there's, there's a lot, there's far too, there's a lot of this film that just is about robbing banks. Yeah. And I would have, whereas Heat, there are other parts to it, but far more of it is centered on, we're bank robbers.
1: I agree. Something before I forget with uh, Purvis, because I didn't write this down, I was just reading earlier. They're very specific at the end of the film where they say uh, he died by the hand of his own gun in 1960, I believe they say.
0: Yeah, they don't. Uh, they He's, never work like whether or not he shot himself. Whether yeah. he, Sorry, whether he intentionally killed himself.
1: So, yeah, there's some ambiguities to whether he died while cleaning his gun. Mm. But I think it's because he was reassigned shortly before that they maybe put two and two together and said, okay, did we depress him or whatever. Do you want to do the real life bits I have at the start or the end here?
0: player's choice whichever you prefer What well, i just
1: want to make clear i don't think this was a bad film which is why i just want to put that out there when i was just doing some reading as i always do about the true story and the screenplay here i do think has a lot to answer for the first paragraph on john dillinger's wikipedia says John Herbert Dillinger was an American gangster during the Great Depression. He led the Dillinger gang, which was accused of robbing 24 banks and four police stations. He was imprisoned several times and escaped
0: twice. Like, how is this not the most action-packed film you've ever seen? Correct. That's my, that's, that is like literally my point. There's far too much of yeah. this film that isn't about robbing banks. I was trying I was trying to understand as well, because it's hinted
1: at in this, and it's hinted at in kind of the legend of John Dillinger is that he's this kind of Robin Hood type figure. Yes. And he, he wasn't quite that essentially people hated the banks this much yeah, during yeah. the great depression that he almost didn't need to give them anything back. Him simply taking away from them.
0: Yes. Made him enough. a folk hero.
1: Now for enough people, he did return the money that they'd lost with the banks. So very much in the way that a dodgy politician says one, one, Thing that's not as controversial as the rest. So people say, you know, I don't disagree with everything he says. Yeah, yeah. And so when you have this, the, the, the characters by and large in the way that Michael Mann's done this are completely indistinguishable from each other. Um. There's a whole thing with John Dillinger in that they say things could have gone so differently. He is arrested when He's younger. And he has a number of petty crimes, from stealing from people and all of these things. And he and his friend jump someone behind the back of a church. They wrap a bolt up in uh, like a handkerchief and they smack him over the smack him over the head with it. Yeah. Run off with things. Um, his dad convinces him to hand himself in. He says, "Look, get out of the way. They're going to find out who he is at some point." He hands himself in and he says, look, they're going to be easier on you if you do the right thing. The complete opposite happens. (laughs) They they throw the book at him to a degree that no one had had the book thrown at them for this level of crime, this age and all of these things. And he's sentenced to over 10 years in prison. Yeah. His friend is sentenced, I think he's sentenced between 10 and 30 years and his friend gets two to 14 and he's out in two. And so he's incredibly bitter. And he writes to his dad and begs for these, uh, like uh, petition things to go in. And he gets in around, gets out around 10 years after. And he just comes out a bitter man. He just comes out that the entire system is against him. And in terms of indoctrination, all he's heard about for 10 years, is how easy it is to rob banks. It's going to ask you this actually. He comes out and within a month, he's got a crew together and he's robbing the first bank.
0: Mm. Knowing what you know now, do you reckon you could rob a bank in 1930s America?
1: Knowing what I know now, I still don't think I've got the minerals for it, to be fair. Mm. (laughs) One of the things I actually thought and I wrote down while watching this was um, there's a point where they're escaping from the cabin that I expected, he doesn't say this, I expected... uh, A go on without me shout as they're trying to make it to the car. Just know if we were ever robbing a bank, those words are never going to
0: leave my mouth. Okay, absolutely. Do not leave without me. Do you know they're like? Do you know on the other end of that, there's like the no man left behind attitude? Uh, Yeah, I can see where I can see where we're going. Yeah, I just need you to know if you're not if you're not on my toes, goodbye. We've seen drive. I'm there for five minutes. If you're not there, I'm gone.
1: If um. If me and you are robbing a bank, I think
0: if we have a plan predicated on speed, then oh, yeah. it's not the worst idea ever. And Yeah, I think we'd have to work our way in, mate, and just take that nice and nice and easy. Yeah,
1: it was, Dillinger obviously ourselves is famous for his escapes from police and jails and robbing police stations and banks. And the movie kind of attempted to do all of these. We never got any of the reason for why
0: money, presumably.
1: Yeah, but we we never got any of the kind of what's happened to him before, that he comes out and he initially does try to settle down. He gets, I mean, it's a hectic month. He gets married when he comes out. Of, he gets married before he goes back into prison. Uh, Marries a 16-year-old, by the way, 20 years old, which wasn't frowned upon then, still weird now. Mm-hmm. His whole upbringing, his mum died when he was three. Um, the, his dad basically says, how the hell am I supposed to raise you? He has a 14-year-old sister, and they say what wasn't uncommon for parents at the time, for single dads, the dad basically marries his daughter off and then says, well, you've got to take your
0: brother with you. Well, just bombs him off, and then he's like, right, I ain't got kids anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a working man, but how do I have time to look after a kid?
0: Yeah.
1: And so all of these things, in as someone points out, He isn't the only person that has these circumstances at the time, and he's the only one that goes down this life. But these are things they could have explored. I could have had half an hour. We're going to speak about Marion Cotillard, but I could have had less of those scenes. We'll come back to the gunfight, actually. Um, Christian Bale, maybe I could have done with it a little something more. There's a couple of things they explore with him. The idea that, like we get with The Untouchables, because he says, doesn't he, you need to send in other people. I can't do this with the people I have. Essentially, everyone's going to die. I can't, yes. I need a different type of person. I thought we could have explored that a little more. What if I tell you that Leonardo DiCaprio was initially attached to star in a leading role when this project was put into development in 2004. I don't know whether that was with the role of Purvis or Dillinger if you're keeping the casting of the other one would you slot in DiCaprio with a Depp or Bale
0: uh, DiCaprio and Depp
1: so DiCaprio is um, the policeman then in this situation yeah. okay. yes quite like nice to see him and Christian Bale work together now I've thought about it
0: yeah it'd be very there's a, it's a nice heavyweight matchup but I do think actually in terms of how it works, I think he would he would play the I think he would just be nice play the straight the sort of the straight lace role quite well as well. And I actually do like I do like Johnny Depp in this.
1: I don't think he's I think he I think he is Johnny Depp in this was my takeaway more than
0: But I, I mean you can apply that to You can apply that to so much that he's in.
1: Yes. Um I was thinking of Black Mass. I quite like him that he transforms into Whitey Bulger, and maybe it's just that he didn't need hair and makeup for this.
0: Very possibly.
1: But that that was my takeaway for John Dillinger's famous escape from the Crown Point Jail. They say the filmmakers uh, decided to film at the real jail, which had been closed and turned into a historical museum, and they were allowed to open it back up, decorate it, and deck it out in the way it would have looked in 1933. Yeah. They also filmed the um, little Bohemia shootout at the Real Lodge. They are Johnny Depp staying in the same room that Dillinger stayed in. (laughs) And Michael Mann says about the scene in which Dillinger escapes with a wooden gun, he says in reality he didn't take six or seven people hostage he took 17 guards hostage with that wooden gun that he'd carved it just wouldn't be incredible if you put it in a movie so we had to tone it down
0: stranger than fiction mate
1: which it, even if you told me that was the truth just the optics of him with a wooden gun, 17 people holding yeah him, he is absolutely spot on
0: oh yeah he's right it would look it looks odd
1: Marion Cotillard, so if we get past the fact that there is no reason for her to want to be with this guy. No. He's a convicted murderer gangster who is the most wanted man in America. And on their very first night together, mm. he has to leave the next day for a heist where he gets shot. And all yeah. they give us is basically him saying, you're my girl because I say you're my girl. And she says, okay, cool.
0: Sign of the times you one supposes.
1: The reason we know so much about John Dillinger is that after his death, Billy was offered money for her story and she wrote a memoir for the Chicago Herald in 1934. So that's where a lot of these details come from. Maybe this is why he's shown in more of a shining light than you would expect for someone with this rap sheet. Before we maybe return to depth, I did think we could take a look at the career of... uh, marion because we spoke last night seeing her in this and we'll just do a quick deep dive as we do she does a good year with gerard butler in 2006 about a guy that is just jazzing up her vineyard basically Um, yeah i've not seen it but this seems to me to be her first significant american movie and then the 2010s in the nicest way possible, she gets around. Public Enemies is next. She does Inception also. She does Inception a year later. Midnight in Paris, directed by Woody Allen with Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams, also in 2010. She does Contagion in 2011, which got a lot of reruns uh, a couple of years ago. She gets top billing in this on the poster over Damon Fishburne, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Kate Winslet. Big old cast, isn't it? Yeah, and her name is the first one on the poster.
0: Mm.
1: Dark Knight Rises in 2012, linking back Ooh. up with Christian Bailey, actually. Um,
0: yeah,
1: a film called Blood Ties, she does it in 2013. I don't know if you've seen this, it's about organized crime in Brooklyn. Blood Ties, it's it's her, Clive Owen, Mila Kunis, Zoe Saldana, and James Kahn. No average rating on IMDb. She do, then does The Immigrant with Joaquin Phoenix and Jeremy Renner. She, she's got a part as a Canadian anchor in Man 2. did not know that. She does Macbeth with Michael Fassbender in 2015, which I've actually seen. Um, Are you good? It's one of... I've the seen most, the play. I just it's yeah, it's one of the most though. aesthetically pleasing films that I've seen. Hmm. Uh, she's really good in it. Fastbender's really good in it. The rest is middling, but I think it's rated lower because there's so many variations of Macbeth out there. I've not seen them, so I, I liked it.
0: Um, I haven't seen Macbeth since I was a kid.
1: They, they chose to go with Shakespeare's wording, so they didn't modernize it in that sense, which yeah. some like, some don't. I've not seen the Denzel Macbeth, by the
0: way. He's supposed to be really good in that. Apparently phenomenal. Yeah.
1: But her and Fastbender, the Guardian at the time called it a director's dream pairing for this. Okay. She does Allied in 2016. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Had myself, Sean, and the lab we went with teary eyed in the cinema. So prepare yourself okay. for that. Her and Brad Pitt. She does Assassin's Creed also in 2016. Flopped, but you can see the scale of the film and the way they're trying to push her to be. Yeah. And then there's just tons of French cinema sprinkled within that, too. So that's the kind of 2010s for her. But even Public Enemies, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Allied, that's Leo DiCaprio, Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, and She's at the top of the post with all of those names and all of those films. Yeah. Just a crazy run. Obviously, very talented. Um, it ultimately depends on the, the look she gives in the film as to whether she's supposed to be this kind of doughy eyed love interest or she's supposed to be this mysterious dangerous person where there's just a lot going on behind those eyes and it's obviously flicks back and forth between one of those films.
0: Just a very good actor. Yeah, she is, yeah. She, um, she's... I don't, I've never seen... I've only... I mean, I've just said no. Uh, everything I've seen her and I think she's good in, basically. Which is limited based on her INDB there. Yeah. She...
1: Inception, I think, is the best one I've seen out of all of those. I need to rewatch Contagion, but I remember watching that at the time and thinking that was really good. Johnny Depp, I was going to ask you about this, and it's a similar question to how I did with Nicolas Cage the other week, although it's a different level of eccentricity. Yeah, He's obviously done the roles in which he is very that way, like Pirates of the Caribbean, and then he does something like this, which is just your kind of standard leading man, action star. Yeah. What do you think he does better?
0: Probably the eccentric stuff.
1: What, Pirates of the Caribbean and even Willy Wonka, that's two of the most out there roles that you can do. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. Edward Scissorhands.
0: Uh, Edward Scissorhands get an up. Sleepy Hollow. He's the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. He is indeed, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I. But I don't know. I, I whether he, whether he does it better or whether I think he does it better might be two separate questions. I think I think I think he does it better because he. He certainly lent into it. Like we've just reeled off five or six there. Yeah. Without even looking, without even a, a, curt, like a glance at an INDB. Um, I'm sure there's probably some others. Um, so it is. It, <sighs> It, it very much is that he, he sort of has lent into that and has found it. was him that did uh,
1: the Lone Ranger as well, wasn't it? Yes, yes, That's it was another yeah. long one. Watch it at cinema, with Sean. Actually, two and a half hours long.
0: I've never seen long it.
1: Race. He's having to dress up a bit.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it. I basically came out the date, came out the gate, and got smashed, and I was like, "I'm okay."
1: I don't remember hating it. i have just seen it's got that. I army mean, hammering it Who, if i'm not mistaken he's the one who was out as a cannibal what
0: two years ago yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know
1: i mean i hope it was or i've just slapped his name it's got william Fickner in it as well um some boy just checking this because I, I feel like i need to take that back if it's not him um No, no, I was absolutely spot on. <laughs> um, you never said you were wrong. Was you? No, no, I was just checking because uh, I you mean, don't want to label someone a cannibal if you're not it, not right. If you search someone's name, the first three headlines you probably don't want to see are Army Hammer breakdown of cannibalism and abuse scandal, Army Hammer's most shocking texts alleged by women, The Rolling Stone. We're all missing the point of the Army Hammer cannibalism scandal. I'm not sure how that can be the case. and i mean it goes on and on and i accused cannibal army hammer desperate to get career back on track that was december
0: maybe sit this one out let that blow over relax a little bit
1: take a bit of time off and maybe change your name or something something i didn't even chuck him with dillinger by the way he has a whole thing where he goes to uh, a, a disbarred doctor to get plastic surgery to change his appearance, which nearly kills him because of the dose of anaesthetic he's given where he has to have his tongue pulled back out of his throat and then given another <laughs> another anaesthetic to just doze him back off again so he can continue with the surgery. Jesus. There's a lot. He's Wikipedia and... Any other website you want to find on him, it's, it's just nuts from top to bottom. Yeah, it sounds like he was out there trying to do his thing. Well, even his relationship with Billy—that when you have the level of cast that you have here, and I mean, we could we could reel off probably ten names. Yeah, that, nice
0: see, nice no, see, our friend Jason Isaac Popper, uh, Jason Clark, Jason Clark. Sorry, yeah. wrong one. So
1: yeah, uh, the the commentary for this supposedly Michael Mann is is, is just. Going off about what an incredible talent, an incredible
0: actor, Clark is, and then mm. you give him hardly any, you give him hardly any airtime. Yeah, he is phenomenal though. Well, nice to see Channing, Channing Tatum pop up as well. Yep, yeah, that's why in this, it's um,
1: there's so much going on. While there could be so much more going on, that that should have been a really big moment in the film when Jason Clark dies, and I yes. felt completely numb to it when. It happened. It barely acknowledged. And then what well, you see his face pop up again on the uh, kind of police board. We could have gone so much more into the relationship that he has with Billy. We could have had so much more about the plan being set up for the lady in red that the way this film does it, they don't even make her a lady in red. Yeah. Which oh, was bizarre to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the, the thinking there um it's 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 a good film to me that could have been a great film
0: yeah i think i just the, the direction the direction they went was very different to the direction i would have taken but obviously i'm not michael mann um i just think they had chances to do more they could like that gang the like that as a gang the doolan gang were like they were nationwide, they were like nationally famous. I think mean, you could have just drilled into that as a group of people more than you than you really get.
1: I thought we were gonna get the train robbery when you hear them start hyping it up.
0: Doesn't like show doesn't always like showing the host though, does it?
1: No, and I wrote I, I wrote this down that he seems to be stuck trying to find the formula post-heat. Like heat was universally loved because of the combination of the acting, the charisma and the action, like together in a cocktail. He seems to try and lean on two generally charismatic actors here and have them take precedent over the action. And if we, if we quote his own film, the action is the
0: juice. The action is the juice.
1: And we don't get enough action or not enough action to care about.
0: No, you really don't. And like, no, you say you. I mean, you listed off. You just gave me I think, a thing of twenty-eight robberies earlier. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I'm not saying. I'm not suggesting for a moment in a two and a half hour film you show me twenty-eight robberies. But you, you telling me you can't expand on a couple of them? Give me a wedding crashers style montage, montage of the robberies. <laughs> I think I would have disliked that more in this context.
1: He had such an intense climax as well, and this feels like it just fizzles out especially after the hard work to set up the cinema scene because i was all in at the cinema scene anytime you have everyone in their posts and we're waiting for them to come out and we're waiting and we're waiting and then you get the moment and he lights his cigar and we're waiting and we're waiting and there's people pushing past and then if you're going to change things in the film there's maybe better things to change you can't have the guy spin around rather than shoot him in the back three times. That's the thing you keep honest with. Yeah. You can't have him be shot by Purvis. It's it's frustrating. The, The gunfight and the escape from the lodging house are really good. Yeah.
0: I actually like the first robbery as well. Yes,
1: and you get what i wasn't sure if was a heat callback or if it was just something to try and show the character of dillinger when he says um, i'm not here for your money i'm here for the bank's money and then heat doesn't even he say um it's not your money it's the bank's money or something along those
0: lines yes yeah, it's a definitely a heat it's definitely a heat callback
1: the scene in the woods is, is as good as any gunfight i've seen in recent times um Michael Mann knows how to shoot a gunfight.
0: but Yeah, he does. So give me fucking more of it. Yeah. It's like Michael Bay knows how to blow shit up on a motorway. That's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this was
1: something that, that caught your eye. One of the things that really got panned with this when it came out was the camera quality. So in Public Enemies, they change, and I've got the technical details for this, they changed the shutter angle on the Sony cameras to 360 degrees, they say, which makes it feel similar to a 30 frames per second frame rate, which film is usually shot at 24 per second, TV is around 30, which they say this looks then closer to something that would be like a TV movie, not the standard blockbuster you would usually get. Also, what it can maybe look like is more behind-the-scenes footage. And then when you start touching that up with the electronic cameras they have, and this is what's being brought in at the time, there's a lot of experimenting going on. And the comparison this gets is to The Hobbit. And I believe you've seen The Hobbit, if I'm not mistaken. I have. Because you went to see it with your brother at cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was the thing with The Hobbit, wasn't there, where you weren't sure if you were looking at animation or if you were looking at... Yes. Um, like a shot film with the yeah. CGI whenever put in this is what this was criticized for being shot in a similar kind of way that it doesn't look as real there's a moment where he jumps over over a counter by the way and they CGI Depp's face onto a stuntman and once you've seen it you will not unsee it
0: it's is it, there's, is it bad? there's no need there is no need no I'm sure he could have jumped like, he five. Foot- I mean so I yeah. probably couldn't do it but I'm um- fucking morbid little beast essentially um yeah i it's an odd one i'll be honest but i didn't even contemplate the camera quality
1: so the, i thought the way
0: it was shot it was sh- it like set into the like a lot of mist and stuff it's yeah. meant to look like it it really was trying to keep in with other films shot in the 30s
1: I say um this was actually kind of a a significant point in that filmmakers realised we kind of had it right closer to 60 years ago than we do now. Like we don't need to try and enhance everything because it's taking away from what the audience is seeing. Mm. And so people took a couple of steps back and said, no, Michael Mann doesn't take two steps back. And he continues to use these electronic cameras and he has the same criticisms for films in and around that time. He gets criticism really from collateral onwards, I think for the way that he's shooting films. But when you can put, by the director of Heat on the top of your movie poster. It goes a long
0: way. He's going to go and see it, mate.
1: So there we go. I don't know how real, I was trying to track down how realistic it was that they were beating Billy. But that seems to be that there was no record whether there would be of that taking place. I think it it was almost in there. One to show that you kind of take away some of the legwork in building a relationship between her and Dillager when you can say, well, look, if the, she's defending him in this way and not giving him up, then their relationship must be stronger than we thought. I thought it was also shown as a bit of a cheap way and that bail comes in, doesn't he? And then the, uh, the only woman there says you can't let him do this to a woman. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't really a heroic thing. I mean, this is a pretty standard thing that I don't think any of us are watching. and not thinking the guy was a piece of shit. for well, for beating the shit out of this woman.
0: Yeah. Well, the whole thing about, um, or well, one of the things about the sort of cop's career is after the fact, they were, like, Oh, was he doing it the right way? It was felt like a lot of coercion, a lot of sort of forced, forced confessions and stuff. Um, which sort of a little bit alley Confidential-esque, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Is it also to
0: push you towards
1: Dillinger? I mean, like, these aren't necessarily just as, as plain as being the good guys.
0: Very possibly. I mean, a lot of the actions sort of taken probably do that for you as well.
1: On, we spoke, um, I mean, on all, on all of these films, um, and we did... I mean, I'm lost of what we did last week already. That's not a good sign.
0: What we Captain do Phillips day? and
1: Layer Cake. Layer cake. Um and we were talking about was it last week? we were talking about the police and the way they've been set up in that Look, we're not just going to blindly back these guys because they're as awful essentially as uh, as the heroes in this and they did a good job of creating it that way. Um what was it Keenan Q- no, it was King of New York we did. Yeah, not layer cake. Sorry, King of New York, that we were saying about the policemen in there and they make them horrible enough that we end up rooting for these guys that really we shouldn't be rooting for. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was something they were trying to do here, just a last yeah, push to push you towards him before he's going to be gunned down in the next scene.
0: Yeah, it's very possibly.
1: There we go. Anything else to add before we get to the judging? No. Just checking I haven't miss anything? No, we'll get
0: on to it. Well I do have a question for you though. Go on. Because we're gonna do it as a category anyway and it might have come up, but all things said, all things said, do you think you'll ever rewatch either of these? No. No, I don't either.
1: But I think if I was gonna rewatch one, it would probably be Gamora for the sense that I think there could maybe be something that I would have missed previously, like something small in there. Whereas with, with yeah. public enemies, I feel like you couldn't miss anything. Like if you missed something, then you weren't looking hard enough.
0: Mm. Okay, so it's Just I was thinking about it. it's rare that it's sort of rare that I have a no. It's not. It's rare that I have a week that I so I wouldn't want, wouldn't wish to rewatch either.
1: But then I'm also not. There's probably been worse films that I would
0: rewatch. Oh fucking yeah, the most definitely worst films that we've done that I'd rewatch. This but that's is, just
1: I mean the runtime's going against you and essentially if I'm in the mood for something like Public Enemies, then there's probably a better film than Public Enemies that I would watch. Yes,
0: yeah, that is very that's very true. A lot of the uh, people
1: that love this are are saying about the style and things, so you are just you're just a Michael Mann fan more than anything else in particular. Yeah. But which film did you prefer? Oh, it is Public Enemies, It's oh, Gamora for me. And as similar to you say, speaking about it actually made me feel like I liked it more.
0: Yeah, I get like I get that. It, it certainly did. I just Public Enemies, like the thirties, crime in America, is a period of time that I think is really interesting. So, little bits on that, I I would happily watch.
1: Which was more rewatchable for you? It is Public Enemies, yeah. and yours is. The my, my brother watched uh this recently because he started tweeted i was watching it and he had a similar mm. take to i mean it's not bad um but he said that he was doing some reading and that maybe the crossover of some of the characters that could have been in lawless and all of these things yeah and then said but it, if anything it's made me want to watch boardwalk empire like i'd said to him before because of the number of crossover actors in there
0: Do you know, I've never given that a fair go.
1: So I was going to mention it a second ago, and then in my head that you had watched it, so...
0: No, I've never given it a fair go. I watched the first series, and then I just hadn't watched anything more.
1: Feel fairly safe in saying you'd like it. So
0: do I. I just never got round to it.
1: No, it's not... It's probably closer to... But you've not watched much of that. It's probably closer to the Sopranos in terms of easy watchness. It's not that you you do need to have an eye on it, essentially, which you should with yeah. anything. But it's that it's that level. It's easier. It's an easier watch than the Wire.
0: Mm, I never finished the Wire.
1: No, but it's um,
0: yes, third, it's, it's still the very third tier, The third series is tough.
1: Yeah. Uh, best moments slash scene.
0: Uh, it's the. End the, the the ending of Gamora.
1: Okay. It's the shootout of their cabin for me and uh, public enemies. Fair. Best quote
0: Didn't really take a lot of quote was away from either of them. Um To be fair. Uh I was trying to think. Maybe a speech to Marion Marion Cotillard yeah, it's probably that. Which one? Um, the one of. Uh, I'm, 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 your I'm John. <laughs> no, I'm John Dillinger. I rob banks.
1: That is quite good, to be fair. That, that, to me, when I see something like that, I always think that's been written with a trailer in mind.
0: Absolutely. I was, yeah, and it's worth the treat here, mate. Um,.
1: I quite liked uh, what keeps you up at nights, Mr. Dillinger and him saying coffee.
0: No, I did like that, yeah.
1: Um, MVP?
0: Probably Melvin Pervis, mate.
1: Do you take it away from him that he isn't the one that ultimately takes him down? Responsible
0: for it, though, aren't he?
1: I? I mean, yeah, there's no real MVP in Gamora, which does not No, have is he... Um,
0: <laughs> is he uh, I mean, if you're the captain... You're capped a title winning side and you're not the top goal scorer, you don't take anything away from them for that, do you? No. Uh,
1: best side character. I'm
0: gonna go gonna go Jason Clark, red out Red Arrington. For the scenes he's in and he does he's brilliant. I also think the same level probably applies to Stephen Graham.
1: Yeah, he was gonna be my pick. Maybe I assume Nelson. Was,
0: was Boardwalk um after this or before?
1: Boardwalk. I'm gonna say it's
0: or around the same time. I think you have it's
1: 2007. Think. No, 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 2010. So
0: it's after. You think one maybe informed? Well, you might. I suppose would have shot this and then started shooting that. But you'd, you'd have to say one probably informed the other, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, after 2010
1: to 2014.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, more powerful. Don. Because you see more of them. I'd... See, I'm tempted to, I'd, I'd swayed by Dillinger because you see him as a direct. You see so many. How far up the change you really get in Gamora?
1: Probably the guy that.
0: Toxic waste? The bigger, bigger size deals?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd go, I mean, I'd go public enemies. Better dressed, I think, writes itself. Yeah you got it. That England vest. Not fancy one of them? I thought it might be a comeback mm. for vests I thought at the start of the film.
0: I'll be honest, no, I didn't want one <laughs> of them vests It annoyed me more than anything they just said England seven on the back.
1: Yeah. Uh best soundtrack.
0: Mm. I quite like the way pub- I like the way public enemies scored. I agree. But I'm not I'm not as not i I'm not a lover of either. No. Gamora for originality? Yes.
1: Bigger impact?
0: Um, Probably Gamora. It's got a TV show out of it. Yeah. Which has been pretty big all over the world, in fairness.
1: Yeah, I'd, pr- I'd probably agree even just in the sense of the praise it got in comparison. Yeah. Uh, best opening scene? Uh Gamora. Agreed. Best ending? Name again. And best chemistry?
0: Public enemy. I'm
1: going to go Gamora.
0: Okay.
1: It's got close. Close on the going to be. Uh, 6 4 in the end. Two public enemies. So Public Enemies is through to the next round. Next week, we're separated. We are. I have Kieran coming in, and we will be recording Zodiac vs. Natural Born Killers. First watch of Natural Born Killers for me, second viewing of Zodiac.
0: Two films I've never seen. Zodiac, I can say
1: worth a watch if you've got three hours spare, which is an interesting sentence to say. Yeah. There we go. We will be back then the week after uh, with Angels and Demons versus Primal Fear, and then the last matchup of the round, Training Day versus Two Guns. So only three left. We're coming to the end of round one, and we'll see you at the next one. Howdy